Hi, I'm Taylor. And I'm Maddie. And it's time for another episode of Sisters Who Posh. We are two sisters who love thrifting. And have been reselling online for the past few years. We are sharing all of our best tips and tricks along the way. As well as setting goals and updating our progress each week. With brand new episodes every Tuesday. Hello, hello. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Sisters Who Posh. Last week, we discussed our top secret tips for running a sale, and as promised, we're back this week answering some Q&A on running a closet sale. We did have some issues last week getting our episode posted to Apple Podcasts, so we're a little late on that, so if you haven't listened to that episode, definitely go check it out and then come back to this one. So that brings us to the listener Q&A. We asked on Instagram, we actually, even after last week's episode came out, had a few people reaching out about like, hey, like wanting specific answers about things we do for running a sale. People had some follow-up questions about that. So we did want to spend some time going through some of the questions. Yes. So the first question is, how do you promote your sale when you don't have a big closet or following? So that's a really good question because like, I feel like when I first saw like people running a sale, like I'd see it on like their like Instagram or something. And like, I was like, well, I only have like not a lot of followers on Instagram. Like, I, this is not for me clearly. And like, just kind of like wrote it off, but But yeah, you can totally run a sale if you don't have a big closet or a big following. We use the My Shoppers uh, tab within Poshmark, and then it pops up like anyone that's really like interacted with your items, liked it or commented or something. And we send out a message to basically anyone in there that has shown interest in our items, just explaining like, hey, I'm running a name your own price sale and kind of explain how it works like send me an offer and as long as I'm making money I'll accept like this is when the sale is running all of that kind of stuff so that that's the main way we're like communicating and getting the word out about our sale is through that my shoppers tool within Poshmark not even I don't even think I've advertised mine the last couple times on Instagram this past time I just totally forgot to be honest until right this second so that (laughs) is not as crucial I would say yeah so when we're having a sale we're really targeting people that have liked items in our closet that's like the main audience we like you said it we didn't even post on our personal Instagrams last time we posted like a joint post on our like sister's posh Instagram but in the past like some of the sales we've had like I don't think I did post on Valentine's Day maybe a story slide yeah. but yeah that's definitely not where the sales are coming from maybe we'll have like one or two people from instagram come over and look at our closets but the main success from running the sale and the people that are making the purchases is totally just the people that have like liked items in our closet in the past and we're not being shy at all about sending messages out to the my shoppers we're letting everyone that's liked an item know about the sale definitely I can't overstate that enough. Like what, when I had, when we had the sale last weekend, I, I probably sent 5,000 messages to people that have liked items over yeah. the last, 
over a year, including people that I had told about the last sale. So sometimes you might even get messages from people being like, hey, like stop messaging me about this. But our take is we're running a sale. We're running to let people that had liked items know about the sale. And if someone does say something, yeah, it's a little awkward, but we're just like, basically, I'll just send them a message back being like, hey, oh yeah, sorry about that. Like, if you unlike the item from my closet, then you won't be in my My Shoppers tab anymore. Because the way I see it is Poshmark has this My Shoppers feature where you can message people in bulk. So I think they're fine with you doing it. Yeah, definitely. And it's like, I've gotten a few of those messages too. And it's like, you get like one or two throughout the entire sale out of the thousand messages you send. You know what I mean? So it's not like it's it's like a small percentage. Most people are like mad or something like that. Yeah. And in my last sale, it's like I sold a hundred items. So it's like, that's worth it to me than having one or two people be like eye rolling me that I'm sending them neighborhood price sale, girly girl, shop with me or whatever, you know? Right. That ties in well with another question that we got. Someone asked, how often do you run a sale? Yeah. So it's like, you know, we're sending these messages to all these people. You kind of want to find the balance of like not if you have a sale too often, it's like, well, then your items are just like, they're just going to see them as like lower, I don't know, value. Yeah, you, want you, know? To, you want there to be like an element of like, oh, I can, a limited time, I can get a really good deal. You don't want to give the impression of like, I'm always able to just pay whatever I want. Right. So I think we've been doing it like once a quarter. Yeah. Yeah, I would say somewhere in between like every two months to every three months. Yeah. Not every two months, but like sometimes, like I had a sale in February and then we had a sale at the end of April. So somewhere in that ballpark. We're also sometimes trying to line them up with holidays, but also sometimes we're just doing it at the last week of April for no reason. So sometimes you just need to get your sales up. So (laughs) yeah, exactly. But yeah, if you think about it, like, after 60 days, you can copy listing your items and they'll show as like a new listing in Poshmark. So it's like after 60 days, all of our items are kind of refreshed and they're like yeah. having new people look at them. So that's kind of a yeah. time to like run the sale again. Yeah. And it's like you have a good amount after 60 days of new people that they've only liked one item and you've never messaged them about a sale before. So there's like a good bulk of new people from doing that, that you're able to message. And it's like the first time that they're seeing you've ever had a sale. And also it's like that sweet spot where it's like when you're sending messages again to people where it's like, like maybe they got my, like, for example, like maybe they got a message from me back in February. I'm like, I'm having a Valentine's day sale. And then I message them at the end of April being like, Hey, I'm having a sale it's enough time where I don't feel like I'm messaging them like every day about something, you know? Right. And there's like plenty of new items since then as well. Also another way to like promote the sale is to send the same messages to people that have like bought from you in the past and given you five stars. And that's a good place too, because like, if they bought something from you, say in February, and you have all these new items since then added, there will be new items that they would potentially be interested in since the last time they bought from you. So true. Okay. So another question we received was, did you have to say goodbye to something that you really wanted to sell for more? And short answer, yes. (laughs) 
long yeah. answer. For the most part, we feel like we were able to get a good profit on almost everything we sold. I don't think there's anything that we sold for less than what we paid for. And also no. sometimes during a sale, there's like two kinds of things that we're like looking for in having a sale. One is like, you know, to still get a good profit on like items that are newer and we just got. But also sometimes during a sale, we are so excited to sell something even for like a few dollars more than we paid for, but we've had it for almost two years to just get that liquid cash back and not be hanging on to some stale inventory anymore. I consider that a win during a sale too. Definitely. Yeah. I had a couple items like that where it's like the profit was not like anything to like brag about, but it was items that I've had for a really long time. and was like, I probably overpaid for these and I'm just yeah. happy to see them go. And like, I did have one item. I can't remember exactly what it was, but it was like one of my highest priced items I have in my closet right now. And I got an offer that was lower than lower than I wanted. And we couldn't really come to a spot price wise to make it work during the sale. So I ended up like not selling it during the sale. So like that situation ties into a different question we received asking, do you accept offers when you would only break even or make like $1 or do you counter on those? So, I mean, unless it's like something I really regret buying, I would counter <laughs> if I'm only yeah. breaking even or making a dollar because I like just have more, more faith in my items that they could sell for more. But I mean, yeah, there was a few situations where I countered during the name your own price sale this last time and was able to come to a agreement on price where I was able to make, you know, more, get that profit up a little higher to where I was wanting. But there was that one situation where we weren't able to find a good price, which is just hard with some of those really good items you have in your closet during the name your own price sale. I'd say that's the only like downside of the name your own price sale. Yeah. It's like the really, really good items that you have. It's like sometimes you can't quite go as low as what someone's naming their own price at. Right. And then sometimes it can feel a little awkward because, you know, you said sometimes in the sale message, we're like, hey, like send me pay what you want, like send your own offer and I'm accepting all offers. Da, 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 da. And I think we have a little line in there about like I'm accepting all offers as long as I'm making money as like kind of an asterisk, asterisk, asterisk. Right. But just trying to reframe your mindset like you're a business running a sale like retail stores do that all the time where it's like there's fine print at the bottom of the sign being like select styles only and yeah. sometimes you can't you physically can't accept an offer on an item that is like in demand it's getting a lot of likes you just got it it's like a desirable item that's on trend and a great brand and then someone sends you an offer for like $20 and you were expecting that you're gonna sell it for at least like you know more than what you paid for it if you paid up sometimes you just can't go that low and for us that's a little awkward because sometimes you don't want to like it, it feels like you can't but like really you're the one making the rules for the sale and you're a business so you have to make sure you're profitable still like maddie said if there's something you've had for like ever and you're really excited to just cash in on a bad buy because that happens with reselling sometimes you pay too much especially when you're first starting out so sometimes it's like worth it to just get your money back and move on or even take a small loss just to yeah. move on but yeah like i had that happen definitely during the last sale where like i had a jacket that i have marked for like 
$200 and I just got it like a couple weeks ago and someone was offering me like 40 and I just didn't feel good about that. So yeah. Cause you were like, I'm still profiting on it, but like, I really thought I was going to get at least, yeah, you know. it's like super unique. I think it's going to like, I think I can do better than that. And it gets likes all the time. So it's kind of a, it's kind of borderline. Cause sometimes it's like, you want people to get a good deal during a sale because it is limited time. So it's like on certain things, it's like, yeah, I had in my head that I wanted to make more. And then I ended up accepting uh, an offer where I'm like doubling my money, but it's still like not in line with like the price I was hoping to get for it. But yeah, with that jacket and in that situation with the jacket where we aren't able to do accept, what we do is we usually counter our lowest and then send them a comment being like, thanks so much for the offer. Like, fortunately for this specific item, this is the lowest I'm willing to go right now. I'll let you know if that changes in the future, but let me know what you think of this offer. And then one thing we did as like another bonus top secret posh tip is mm -hmm. maybe following up with them. You know, when you're having a sale, usually Fridays and Sundays, not all the time, but most of the time are closet clear out days. So I know you worked out a deal being like, Hey, yeah. I'm only willing to go here, but it's closet clear out today. So I could do the 499 shipping with that. Try to give them a little incentive to get an extra deal. Sometimes that way you can be in the middle. Yeah helps bridge the gap. If it's like one of those offers where it's like a few dollars would make it a little sweeter. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And sometimes you just counter and sometimes if they still keep countering back that super low price that you're not willing to accept, just move on, just leave it pending and at least take the benefit of having everyone else that's like that item see that it has an offer on it. <laughs> True. <laughs> All right. Another question we received is, is there a way to select all in the My Shoppers rather than clicking each closet individually? Yes. This was like a game changer. I think maybe even the last sale we ran, we, we learned this tip. Yes. So you have to be on a uh, desktop. You can't be doing it on your phone. But um, if you like log into Poshmark on like a computer and then go to my shoppers, click the first person, then hit shift and then scroll forever. And then <laughs> hit, you know, whenever you get tired of scrolling, then hit the last one and it'll select all of those people. And then you can, there's like an actions button and then you can like send them a comment and then just write out your comment on the computer. And then it just takes a while for them all to like send individually, but you can just leave it up and let it do its thing. And that is like a huge time saver than having to send them all through the bundles the way we used to do it or individually clicking them in the My Shoppers, which we also used to do. So this is a huge hack. Definitely utilize that if you have access to a computer um, next time you run a sale. Yes. And I think this tip was one of our ones in our last episode of Top yeah. Secret Posh Tips. I think it was called the Big Summer Blowout. Don't quote me, but I think it was. <laughs> Where you can select everyone at once. Yes. Um, so if you have more, we, we went way more into depth about it, I think, in that episode too. So check that out. Um, but yeah, that was game changer when we figured that out. Because I, th I already thought it was game-changing enough when the My Shoppers feature just came out and we were, like, selecting them all one by one, but it's still slow. But, yeah. Yeah. Shift all 
is way faster. <laughs> Someone asked, also wondering how you how early you guys advertise for your sale and if you do sales on Mercari, loving the podcast. So first of all, thank you for loving the podcast. Second of all, we don't really advertise the sale early at all. We <laughs> start sending the messages on like when the sale is beginning. Yeah. Kind of ties into the the selecting people on the my shoppers in bulk. Our strategy for a sale is doing like as big of a chunks we can with that and like sending messages daily doing that. So like on the first day we'll select the people that have like the people in my shoppers from like seriously like I did like 3000 people so it went back like almost 6 months I think on mine. And then on like Saturday of the sale I like scroll 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 remembered where I left off and then did the same thing selected a whole big chunk of other people. And then one thing we do is on the last day of the sale we'll send like one final last call message being like last day to shop my sale to like everyone again. So like I said, we're not too shy about the messaging, but we focus promoting the sale during the sale because what we find is people are like liking items and sending their offers in like right then and there. Right. Yeah. In the past when we were sending the messages more manually, we were having our sales for like five days. (laughs) Yeah. And we noticed recently, like, you really don't need to have the sale run for that many days because we're able to send all these messages off so quickly with the bulk messages. Yeah. You could almost just do it in one day. (laughs) Yeah. Just like sale is today, ends at midnight central time or something. Cause we were noticing it's like, well, we were, before we had the, my shoppers, we would like have a sale like Thursday to like Tuesday <laughs> or something like that. But then we did that with using the, my shoppers and it's seriously like we ran out of people in the message. So then there was just like a few days of like a lull before we would send yeah. the last call. Yeah. And yeah, we can kind of streamline that now and just do like a Friday, Saturday, Sunday, half and I- half in a last call. <laughs> I even did mine this last time I said it ends on Monday. And then on Sunday, I was like, last call ends today. <laughs> We're wrapping up early. It's like, there's like no point of going on for a whole nother day. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but you do get a few people coming back in and shopping and make some sales when you send that last call message. So I think that's a big part of it, of just like letting people know, like, Cause if they see that message, if they get it on like the first day and then it's like, well, I have three days to do this, you know? Yeah, definitely. For Mercari, we don't really have sales on Mercari. Honestly, we, we primarily sell on Poshmark. So that's where we're putting attention into running like a special promotion. I don't know how you would do a sale on Mercari, but I'm sure people do it. So if you have tips for that, let us know. And then we received another question. I know you always bundle a liked item. Do you always offer a shipping discount with a discount? So kind of depends when, so we're using Posture VA and to send out the offers with that, it has to have a shipping discount. So we use the like 595 shipping discount when our offers get sent out, but when we are doing it manually, if we're not using Posture VA or definitely before when we were using a a different uh, system for our sharing and we were sending out 
the offers manually. We did not send out a shipping discount with our like normal offers. I think it kind of added more hype around the closet clear out days, to be honest, because like yeah. then it was like more special to get that four ninety nine or lower shipping compared to we were always making them pay full price. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. We did make those stand out a little more. We also got a question saying, can you just explain the name your own price sale? I'm a small closet with 50 items, but nothing has been moving in three plus weeks. And then they also asked a little bit more about moving the unbranded stuff. So we'll kind of just talk about all of that here. So for the name your own price sale, the message that we send out basically just says like, hey, I'm having a name your own price sale this weekend. I'm accepting all offers as long as I'm making money. Anything else I'm missing? Basically just that, right? Yeah, just like let me know or <laughs> send me an offer and I'll accept as long as I'm making money. These are, you know, the sale ends Sunday. Yeah, yeah. And put the date, happy shopping, something like that. Yeah, definitely. So that message for for any sale we're having, we'll just customize it differently if it's not a name your own price sale. But for a name your own price sale, that's the message we're sending. And then, like we said, we send that message to like everyone in the My Shoppers tab possible. As far as having a smaller closet, I think you could still have a sale as long as you have, you know, items to sell in your closet. Just get the word out that you're having a sale. So I wouldn't let that deter you from having a sale. I think it does help having more variety in your closet that people are able to make more bundles and just you have better chances the more items you have. But you could still have a sale with any size closet. Definitely. And it's like the first time you have a sale, I feel like there's an advantage because it's like you haven't been messaging them about (laughs) previous sales and they're like, we know. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. So you have that on your side too. Yes. For the unbranded stuff or like boutique items or vintage items that just don't have like a searchable brand to draw people to your closet. I think that's like a great, like we sell so many of those items during the sale. We talked about that during our tip involving that. But I think the best way to sell non-branded items is to like have a make sure you have a really good cover photo for it, whether that means modeling it or like taking a more interesting flat lay, and then just putting the title basically like exactly as how you would search for it with as many keywords as you can. And yeah, I think layering them in, like we talked about in our tip, is just like key. Just put the focus on them. But having a strong cover photo is gonna make the sale for those. Definitely. Kind of related. It, I haven't done this but like maybe to your message like of letting people know you're running a sale you could say something like i've added a ton of new items recently yeah. so they they know to like keep scrolling through your items it's not just like the same stuff that they've already potentially seen that could be a way to help get those like unbranded ones like a little more attention on those or you could even say like i've added a lot of like vintage styles or something like that too so they'd be like yeah look out for it that might be something we yeah. can try the next time really good idea but yeah we like like i we keep saying we just had so much luck selling i feel like half of the things i sold were like bins items and like a good chunk of that was like not searchable brands same yeah um, so those were some of oh we, we have more, more questions sorry i read a little more <laughs> 
I don't know how you guys make profit during your name around price sale. I'd be so scared. I get lowballed on my best pieces. How do you deal with that? And does the quantity you sell really make up for the lower ASP overall? Thanks, ladies. She also had asked that she, I think she tried having a name around price sale and she thinks people are having trouble understanding the concept. They're bundling, but not sending the offer. So then she has to like follow back. That does happen a lot during the name around price sale. We're like, yes, you can see that they started liking things so we do go through and like bundle for them and send them a an offer that's kind of in line with what we're thinking so yeah that's definitely part of it and then we even have a message that we send following up with that where we're like hey like loving what you've liked so far i sent you an offer let me know if there's anything you want to switch out let me yeah know. <laughs> yeah just to kind of circle back do you want to talk about like the overall like profit kind of thing yeah i think typically our experience with the name your own price sale, maybe we've just gotten lucky where we've gotten really reasonable offers from people that are in line with offers that sometimes we send out on Fridays, like that 40% off, even like 50% off that we're sending out on Fridays. Sometimes the offers people are sending are like at that level or even higher. So it's like, you know, in our range where we're totally comfortable with the profit we're making on it. I think for you know, there is a little bit of that of like, you're selling more items at a lower ASP potentially, but that kind of gets counteracted with like us bulking up on bins items where it's like yeah. the, the cost of goods was so low where like, if we're just cranking out some of those lower ASPs, it does make up for like, you know, how many sales we would have made not running a sale during that time. But I think it kind of goes back to if there's situ like situations where like they send you an offer, it's too low, you send them, this is the best price I can do. And, you know, you're just not able to find that middle ground where you're comfortable with the profit you're making and they still feel like they're getting a deal. I think it's okay to just like let it go if it's one of your like best items that you're kind of holding out for to not let it sell in the sale and like not take a price that you're uncomfortable with. I think that's a big thing of with the sale of just like your own comfort level too. Like, yeah, if, if the offers seem too low, maybe it's just like, okay, you know, the name your own price sale, maybe not be, may not be the best for you where your closet is at right now with the items that you have and maybe to try a different sale or something like that. Or yeah. Something. And one thing we have done too, because I think the name your own price sale works well for if your business model is focused more on like lower cost of goods. And with our pricing, it's like compared to what we paid, our pricing like has a really wide profit margin on it built in. So that we're, we're planning to accept offers. If you have your whole closet more like you're kind of hoping things sell at a smaller discount than what we are typically accepting, then you might have to look at your pricing if you're wanting to do a name your own price sale and like, I don't know, check that out or, or just like you said, decide on a completely different sale. But one thing we have done too is like, sometimes that's like kind of our prep for the sale is we'll go through and look at the pricing and see if there's anything that we know we're going to want to like raise the price on or like lower the price on to like, 
I don't know, look at before we, we say that we're going to have a name your own price sale. Or in the past, we haven't done this as much with the name your own price sale, but when we've done like the $30 sale or the $25 sale, where it's like yeah. everything under a certain amount is going to be on sale for this certain price, then we'll go through. And if there's things that we are not wanting to let go at that price, you can go through and like price them out of the sale. And there's nothing saying you couldn't have that parameter for a name your own price sale too. And being like, hey, it's name your own price on anything under $100 in my closet. And then just mm. like price some of those things out of it. That way you don't have to even worry about dealing with, you know, yeah. some of these offers going on. Definitely. But yeah, we do overall see a really good profit, you know, if we looked at like the cost of everything that sold in our sale versus like the total sales that we made during the sale period, it's in line with what it, you know, what we're shooting for normally. It's not like right. crazy, crazy lower. Right. And I think that's one of our biggest fears when we have a sales, we're like, oh, all my best stuff's going to sell for sure. But it's really been half and half for us. Like I'm shocked at some of the stuff that sells during the sale. Like it hasn't had attention in months and suddenly this yeah. is the time it sells. <laughs> yeah. Same. Yeah. We both had items where we're like, we're equally as pumped about those items going for like almost oh, yeah. anything than, the than anything else. The ones. <laughs> yeah, definitely. I had one jumpsuit sell that like literally was from like a mystery box. My first one I've ever bought. I'm like, that's probably my most exciting sale, honestly. Yeah. I not have to share that in my closet <laughs> or copy listing it anymore. <laughs> that's amazing. But yeah. Yeah, those were some of the questions we received regarding a sale. We might have to do another like just dedicated Q&A episode yeah. soon. Those are really fun to get some really specific questions. I, I like answering those. <laughs> yeah, no, I know. And sometimes it's like we are kind of stuck in our routine sometimes. So something that might seem like obvious about one of our yeah best practices. If you have questions about it, definitely let us know because we'd love to share more. Definitely. If you have a question you'd like us to read on an upcoming episode, you can email us at sisterswhoposh at gmail.com or you can message us on Instagram at sisterswhoposh. And we will be back next week with a brand new episode. Until then, love you, Tay. Love you too. Bye. Bye. Okay, yeah, those are both me. Bye.